0: Hello, welcome to the Shadcast. Today we're going to be talking about a bit of a philosophy, I guess. It could be called a philosophy. Let's call it a philosophy, why don't you? If you hear munching, that's me failing to limit myself by not eating any of the blackberries and cherries I have to my side during this podcast. I apologize in advance, but quite frankly I don't give a shit. Anyway, the universe is a big place. And some may say that's incredibly chaotic. You know, the entire thing is theorized to be born out of an explosion. The Big Bang. The most energetic event that could possibly happen in the universe. We think. So far at least. Theoretical physics is an interesting thing. It's only now that men have really decided that there is comfort In finding knowledge about things that we will never ever experience. Go back 500 years and the closest thing to understanding astrophysics was simply people like Galileo and Copernicus looking into the stars and thinking, what if there's more than just us out there? What if the books were wrong? In essence, this spirit has been kept strong for all those years, and this led to our current understanding of space as a whole. It's incredibly complex. We believe that this event, the most chaotic event, remember that, chaos will be a recurring theme, led to the creation of everything we know in this universe. Everything, including us, Is born from this singular event. It's about 14 billion years ago. Or whatever the big bang theory interest says. I'm pretty sure it's actually outdated and we found out that it was longer ago. That this all happened. What actually happened though? Well. The explosion was essentially a burst of pure energy from a singularity. A point in space that has no area or defined region. But has infinite mass something that's almost impossible but exists merely within mathematical jargon produced from the theoretical side of physics. Slam numbers together for long enough and eventually you'll find some things that don't really make sense, the singularity being one of them, but we think it might have actually existed. After all, black holes were once upon a time believed to be a side product of complex mathematical formulae, equations and functions, but then, last year, 2019, we photographed one for the first ever time. So, it's incredibly likely that singularities are real. This explosion spewed out energy, which eventually converted into matter. E equals mc squared. Energy is equal to mass times the speed of light squared. These first particles, quarks or even possibly strings, combined together to form other particles, protons, neutrons, electrons, leptons came into being, all sorts of stuff happened, eventually you had your first atoms, hydrogen, this only happened a few minutes after the big bang though, before that it was too hot for these particles to even stay together, the energy was simply too great, they would move apart, there wasn't enough order. Remember that part also. Order is a recurring theme in this. Beyond all the science, I'd like to quickly remind you that this podcast is specifically on a philosophy that I've developed. These particles, over time, would cool down and would form more complex things. Hydrogen and helium nuclei would clump together and Clouds, nebulae, the first of its kind in the universe, would form. And under gravity, the quintessential attraction between all mass particles, things that have a measurable mass, they start being pulled together, they start to coalesce. And when this happens, pressures increase, and an increase in pressure means more heat. The particles move around each other, there's friction, there's more heat being produced eventually. The first star is born. But it isn't a simple arithmetic process. It's incredibly brutal. Neighbouring stars may be ripped apart as other stars grow in size, the gravity increasing, pulling in their neighbours and counterparts. They feed off the corpses of other dead stars, or dead baby stars in this case. And they grow and grow and grow until eventually, nuclear fusion ignites in the heart of these balls of burning particles gas would be the wrong term It's plasma something that's beyond being just a particle nuclei fuse in the incredible conditions of a star's core pressures are so great and temperatures are so great that the repulsion of protons is overcome completely so that new elements can be formed helium strontium Eventually, iron will be formed in the forges of stars. Stars themselves can be considered forges. Creation takes place through this incredibly energetic and chaotic process. These stars, in their wake, leave massive clouds of atmospheric dust and rocks. They revolve around the star due to gravity and eventually start being pulled together much like the stars were originally. Rocks will clump together forming bigger rocks who would have thought and these bigger rocks clump with other bigger rocks to form even bigger rocks until eventually your first fledgling planet is separated. This time is not particularly order induced either. They're bombarded by meteorites and all sorts and it isn't until a few million years later that things really started to become stable. The Earth itself was believed to be created 4.5 billion years ago in a similar process. But we had an advantage because the star before our star was destroyed eventually. All stars die. All things die. It is the nature of the universe for things to come to an end. And in the wake of that death, the material spewed out from that dying star became Earth. We wouldn't have elements like gold and... Uranium-235, if it wasn't for the process that led to the star's death, supernova. The fiery explosion of a star, one last cry before it perishes into nothing but a feeble glimmer of what it once was, a red dwarf or white dwarf. The conditions of a supernova are so extreme that something called nucleosynthesis occurs, where... Atoms are once again smashed together but a much, much greater speed and pressure because it's such an incredible event. Nuclear bombs function on the same principle, hydrogen bombs at least. Take that into account. Now, magnify that trillion-fold, septillion-fold, and you have what's close to a supernova. Now that we have all of that... Chaotic stuff out of the way. Let's talk about the order of it all. There is a rule in the universe. All particles will yearn to go to the most stable state that they can possibly go to. This includes electrons, protons, neutrons. Eventually protons will decay into neutrons and whatnot, and things will come to a standstill. It's a long process. It will take several trillion years, but that is... The ultimate nature of the universe, for things to calm down, for order to be established. As far as you know, at the moment, of course, physics is a fucky topic, so there's always new things being found out. We could be completely wrong. There could be a deity in the sky controlling all of this like a puppet. We don't know. So, let's jump back to fledgling Earth. Earth, at its birth... Was a molten planet, burning from molten fields of lava, rock, sulfur, all sorts. It didn't even have water. Eventually, comets started striking Earth, cooling it down because water vapor and liquid water, possibly ice, was trapped within these comets. The Earth's oceans started to form. This caused it to cool down further. Eventually, it wasn't molten anymore. Steam clouds in the atmosphere condensed into the grand oceans we have today, and for several more million years, it rained non-stop. As Earth cooled, it just kept on raining. Rain is one of the most peaceful things in life, and it's one of the most constant things. Without those comets, the earliest form of water, there would be no Earth as we know it. In fact, statistically speaking, You've drunk water that has come from outer space. Nothing on Earth comes from Earth. It comes from everything before it. Order becomes regained over time. Particles, in their bid to reach a stable level, will start bonding with other particles. Compounds are created, and under certain energy levels, more exotic compounds are created. It's believed that The earliest organic compounds, amino acids, were formed from lightning strikes or even deep sea bubbles because in a bubble popping in a deep ocean, the pressure is so great that for a split second, and I mean a split second, the heat is so great that activation energies for chemical reactions can be overcome combining them into new molecules, much more complex than the predecessors. Same with lightning. Lightning is, after all, about, what, 20,000 watts of energy passing through a single point? These created molecules like ammonia, which in turn combined with other molecules to create the first amino acids. and then this is the part where we don't really know what happened, but isn't really relevant to the podcast, when these amino acids formed proteins, and these proteins started to fold and... Old and combined with other proteins until eventually you had your first single-celled organism. The earliest form of life was born out of a strife and struggle to become orderly. Life then continued from that point onwards. Single-celled life at this stage was very, very simple. It's believed that they fed off either deep-sea hydrothermal vents or the sun's energy using photosynthesis. At some point, one cell is believed to have eaten another cell, but instead of digesting that cell, it started working for the cell. The mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell, was born. In an act of questionable occurrence. Now you can start skipping forward a few million years. Cells evolve. Evolution is in itself an idea of order. It's created through the unending struggle for all creatures to sustain life. Evolution is a constant struggle. Animals fight against other animals for the right to survive, and if you have the right genetic capabilities, you have a better chance of surviving, which means that your offspring will be born, and they will have your genetics, and they will therefore have the better chance of surviving. Every now and then, your DNA mutates, resulting in new genetic mutations. Some good, some bad. Some completely meaningless. It's believed that our DNA is around 70% unused. Organic Jargon This struggle for chaos works hand in hand with order like a delicate ballet. You wouldn't have the complex civilizations and humans if we didn't have evolution as a whole. What I'm trying to say here is that this philosophy is all about how chaos and order work hand in hand to the point where chaos itself can be considered a form of order. There is a Greek word, cosmo. Not to be confused with cosmo as in cosmonaut. Space. All that business. But cosmo referred to the idea of serenity. That ethereal calmness that surrounds things and it became associated with space because we had no way of knowing what lied beyond the skies in the year 2500 bc we only saw bright lights dotting the horizon and humans thought to themselves that's beautiful it must be orderly because order is everyone's nature Cosmo can still be considered the true concept and theme behind the universe. There are a lot of chaotic events in the universe. Supernovae, hypernovae. I believe they created a new level recently, it's a giganovae, I don't know. Not an astrophysicist. I just like stars. I think they're pretty. You have neutron stars bursting with radiation every now and then, you have magnetars bending space-time itself with their magnetic forces, you have black holes, the enigma of the universe, so poorly understood that we don't even know why they work. Yet we do at the same time, because math suggests that there are some reasons why, we just haven't proved them yet. Black holes have a bad reputation of being these dangerous, chaotic beasts, but I think they're quite gorgeous. They are nothing more than the corpse of a dead star, given life again. When stars reach a certain mass and die, they may collapse in on themselves, and if this mass is great enough, they will skip becoming a neutron star and instead become a black hole. A singularity will form, a point with no area, no defined region, but infinite mass. The same thing, probably that was involved in the Big Bang. This time, instead of exploding outwards, it explodes inwards. It implodes on itself and gravity becomes so great that it starts sucking in all matter around it. This includes light, which is why they can't be observed, which is why there would be a perfect black colour. Hence the name Black Hole. Order transcends everything in the universe, as does chaos. They work hand in hand. They play a beautiful orchestra together that just works. The philosophy is that within chaos there is order, and within order there is chaos. They can't exist without one another, and for that reason they can be considered the same, the same way two lovers are referred to as a couple. If you can't tell by this podcast, I am probably, probably fucking high. I don't know. I haven't taken anything today. I feel like it. I feel woke as fuck, frankly. I'm tired. I need sleep. It's nine o'clock, which is incredibly early. I want a Blackberry. Fuck this shit. That was so disappointing. Wow. <sighs> wow. It was kind of like. Is flaccid the right word? Loose. The Blackberry was loose and flaccid. Didn't like it. Uh, the sea suck my teeth now. I only got to brush my teeth. I'm about a dip. See you, boys.